Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products. Twitter feed at Maze Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com right now. Giving away 100 bucks to Optimum Golf. You can find them in Park Hill or Rhino. 100 bucks is going to get you two hours in a bay to play some virtual golf. That'll easily get you 18 holes. Or you can have a private lesson with my guy, Kyle. That's what the 100 bucks will take care of. Go check them out. Great virtual golf setup. They'll keep your game ready to go for when you can actually get back out there on the course in the spring. Book your tee time today at theoptimumgolf.com. Go there on us. Give us a call, 303-831-1340, 303-831-1340. First caller going to Optimum Golf on us. Time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Go get some tonight in Denver, Centennial, Longmont, Lions, and Estes Park. Mace, I understand what we have really talked about at times over the course of this season. We were not breaking any news. Mm-hmm. We kept saying how difficult it is going to be for the Broncos with Mahomes, A, in your own division, more or less your own conference, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Then we knew about Josh Allen. We assumed Joe Burrow would probably be pretty good. Mm -hmm. Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, all in the AFC. Patrick Mahomes went Patrick Mahomes yesterday. Josh Allen went Josh Allen. And he may have had the greatest two-game stretch in the history of the NFL playoffs. And then Joe Burrow, while he wasn't fantastic like those two guys, he willed his team to a win. And now if you are the Broncos, you've got to be thinking, I know we got to get an owner. I know we got to get a head coach. But you know what? Those two positions are irrelevant if we don't get a guy to compete with Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Herbert, or Jackson. Yeah. I mean, it's not that you can't have success, but it would be occasional and fleeting. If you don't have someone who can compete with those guys, your next 10 years... Best case, kind of look a lot like what George Payton just experienced in Minnesota the last 10 years in a division with Aaron Rodgers. You know what it would be? I'll tell you what it would be. If they didn't get a great quarterback like one of those guys, it would be what Dick Monfort has publicly said he wants for his team to do. Two out of five years playoffs. Make the playoffs two out of every five years. That's what you would probably have a chance to do. Now, for the better part of 15 years, We watched Brady and Manning duel it out for the right to go to the Super Bowl. You sprinkled in Ben Roethlisberger a couple of times. Mm -hmm. I get that. But after what we watched yesterday with Mahomes and Allen, are we watching the next Brady Manning with Herbert Burrow Jackson sprinkling in at times like Roethlisberger? Yes. I think it was... I think it was more than evident yesterday, but that the thing is, it's not like that was their first go round, right? They played a great game last January in the AFC Championship round. I mean, this is uh, 
you know, the Bills won the division last year. This is two years in a row, and to their credit, they overcame kind of a a real bulky stretch during during this season. They're they're not they're they have not reached their potential yet as a team, and there they and and there they were doing that. Josh and I think we're going to see many games with these two in the same conference. And oh, by the way, if they keep finishing in first place every year, that means they're going to play every year. And one of the things that I think kind of made Manning and Brady uh, so distinct was because the schedule rotation and the fact that they those teams kept finish, finishing in first place meant they weren't just playing big postseason games. They were playing in the regular seasons, season as well. They were putting together a long-term body of work. I think Allen and Mahomes are headed in that exact same direction. Kind of the interesting thing, I think, will be when they play a big game, a playoff game in Buffalo rather than Kansas City. Because when did Peyton Manning finally get the best of a Tom Brady-led team in the playoffs? When he got that game in Indianapolis, and then when he got the two games in Denver. Well, I think there's some differences. For starters, the the Colts were built for that track field, and it was inside. Okay, so oh, by by the way, by the way, um, there there is no one that I know that has the experience of living right near Kansas City and Buffalo. You know anybody besides me? Kansas City and Buffalo? Yeah. Uh, You're talking to him. Yeah, ta- yeah. So when it comes to weather, I'm a pretty good authority on this stuff. Yeah. Okay. When it gets cold in Kansas City, it's not the same type of cold as you get in Buffalo. Buffalo feels warm compared to the cold in Kansas City. It does. Which is saying a lot because people think of Buffalo and they think frigid conditions. They think no, 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 don't, don't, don't get me wrong. Snow. The, the weather is far worse. Yes, in Buffalo. Don't get me wrong. And the wind is bad. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. As we saw Monday worse. night last month, the weather is worse in Buffalo. Don't get me wrong. But when it comes to cold, I'm telling you, there is a difference between the cold in Buffalo and bone chilling. In Kansas City. The thing is, last night it had it had no impact on the game. I think it was like 38 degrees. And it, here's the it thing. Just a, it was just a good night for football. And, and oh, by the way, I, I don't want to hear about home field advantage. How, how did it work out for the Bucks yesterday? How did it work out for the Packers? Who, by the way... But playoff gotta, home field advantage it can be a big deal. Yes, it can be overcome. But wait I would. But I, wait but, a minute. But hold I'd on, like to on. see Josh Allen uh, have the crowd on had, and have the crowd on his side. He will get Bu- that against Buffalo. He, he will get that. But you know what? It doesn't matter if you pack that place with half a million people. If you don't squib kick it when you're supposed to, it's not going to make a difference anyway. Right? Doesn't matter how many people are in the stands if you're going to kick it off and not take any time off the clock. So here's the funny thing. Who, if you looked at home field advantage yesterday, who had the greatest home field advantage over the weekend? Well, historically, like, no, no, not historically. Not, can, not can, historically. I think, can, I think Kansas City had the best home field advantage. No, they didn't. I'll yeah, they did. They're I'll the only ones why. that won. They won, and the, mm-hmm. that, that yep. crowd counts for something. I don't mm-hmm. think the Packers have a home field advantage in the playoffs, and that's not just this year. That is 20 years of 500 football 
playing mm-hmm. uh, playing home games in the teens going back to the 02 season they are a 500 team at home in the playoffs in the last 20 years right they don't have a home field advantage right now in the postseason the packers and you have a team from a mild coast coming into a place where it's green bay weather just like people will say it's buffalo weather wouldn't you say that maybe it's green, green bay yeah. it's chicago weather and, the, and no the, it's not and the funny maybe thing it is yeah the funny thing about green bay is for the better part of 40 years what has been like the, the what has been the thing that the Packers have done best for forty years? Throw the ball, right? Yep. I mean this this even predates Favre. They were a passing team in the eighties, and the thing is, they're they're not built to be a team in cold weather. Usually, you think of cold weather, you think of defense controlling the ball. The Packers historically are built the complete opposite of that. Well, no, historically, they were built on the power sweep. Well, in the 60s, but the last 40 yeah. years, they've not been. The last 40 years, the best Packer teams have not been known for playing power football. They're, they didn't, they're they a finesse team. Well, they don't need to when you have two Hall of Fame quarterbacks for over the course of 30 years. Yeah. Are you really going to build your franchise around running the ball when you have Favre and Rodgers? You shouldn't, but at the same time, it, it, I think the fact that they've struggled at home in the postseason shows that. It's not. It's the right type of. Te- it's the right type of team for that environment most of the year. But then you all of a sudden you have to go you know play what? in January on a Saturday night when it's thirteen degrees and snowing and, and windy. And maybe they're not built for that. The Niner, the Forty ers who are more than willing to take the ball out of Jimmy Garoppolo's hands and just run it and then and then play and then attack you up front on the defensive side. The Forty ers were actually built better to play in the conditions. They play, in which they played Saturday night than the Packers are. No, it's because their quarterback has a bad hand, a bad shoulder. He can't throw really that well anyway. You know he's going to make a whole bunch of mistakes. And Kyle Shanahan is ingenious enough to use Kyle uh, uh, Debo Samuel as a running back. Well, That's did, why. Well, he took the ball out of Garoppolo's hands back in in Santa Clara a couple of years ago when he was healthy. And and, he, and swamp the Packers. That's the, they're they know that their best shot is not when Jimmy Garoppolo is dropping back to pass. Kyle Shanahan's a run first guy. They're yeah, and that's what I mean. They are they are a team better built to go on the road, better yeah. built to go into foul weather and win. Now that's obviously not going to be a concern when they go down to Inglewood next Sunday. When the only thing they have to worry about is the wind coming through the open ends of the stadium and. Temperatures are at around 60. Coming up after the break, Broncos have three finalists for their head coaching job. Dan Quinn, who just did a second interview today with the New York Giants. He wore an FDNY hat and a camouflage hoodie to his interview with the Giants. Nathaniel Hackett, I have no idea how he was dressed. And Kevin O'Connell is not going to be interviewed until next week if the search even lasts that long. With that, are people... Let me put it this way. Are people saying we have to hire an offensive coach because look at the four teams that are left, but let's really look at these offensive coaching candidates and how really responsible are they for their offenses? Are we really picking the right offensive guys anyway? That's next.
Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to say about Mighty Plumbing, Heating, and Air. They have an amazing offer right now. You can save up to nearly $5,300 on exclusive Mighty and Rudd Heating air replacement offer. You're also going to get a 10-year parts and labor warranty, whole home duct air cleaning, whole home humidifier, five-year complete maintenance, smart thermostat, including installation. You're also going to get, and this is awesome, but you got to mention you heard on the show. You're going to get a seven-day vacation voucher to one of 4,500 incredible destinations. I mean, that's worth it for the price alone. Forget about the 10-year parts and labor warranty and the whole home humidifier. Just going to a seven-day vacation is worth it. Not to mention, Mighty has over 600 five-star Google reviews. They're the best at what they do. They did my HVAC unit. I couldn't have been any happier. They easily got a five-star review from me. Go to MightyPH.com. That's MightyPH.com. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Forest Products, where they specialize in wholesale lumber to the public. Go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products in Wheat Ridge or go to rmfp.com. Okay, May. So the uh, Broncos coaching search, uh, or I shouldn't say that. I see yeah, the Broncos coaching search. Dan Quinn interviewed with the Giants for a second time today. Nathaniel Hackett was in town today for his second interview. And then Kevin O'Connell, who is still the offensive coordinator for the Rams at the moment, he cannot be interviewed at all this week. With that, I understand why fans are all hot on the trail of, we got to get the next great young thing. We got to pluck a piece of fruit off the Shanahan McVay coaching tree. We want a nice big apple that we can take a bite out of. Look at Matt LaFleur, what he has done with the Packers. Look at Zach Wilson, what he has done with the Cincinnati Bengals. Look at the Broncos offense over the last six years, and the Broncos certainly need help on offense in terms of play calling, play design for sure. Then again, they also need a quarterback. But if we're being completely honest here, Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay are unicorns. Kyle Shanahan grew up in a football family and learned a lot from his dad. He is unique. Is that fair to say? 100%. Sean McVay, who coached under Mike Shanahan, coached under Kyle Shanahan, is unique as well. When it comes to Zach Wilson... And it comes to Zach Zach Taylor, Taylor, Zach Taylor. Taylor. When it comes to Zach Taylor and Matt LaFleur, I have no friggin' clue if they're any good because one guy has Aaron Rodgers. Listen, if Jordan Love wins 11 games next year, if he's the quarterback, I'm all in on Matt LaFleur. And oh, by the way, uh, Zach Taylor in his first season, he was four and 11. And then Joe Burrow became Joe Burrow. I say it all the time. No, he was no, he was not four and 11. He's two and 14. He was even worse last year. No, first season was night was twenty nineteen. He went two and fourteen. Right. And then last Second. year went four eleven and one. 
Right. Yeah, his first season with Joe Burrow. But remember, they lost Burrow uh, midway through the season. Correct. So everyone wants the next Zach Taylor? Really? Well, the thing is, how much credit credit do you give Zach Taylor for what Joe Burrow has become to this point? I, I have no idea. But what I can tell you is Zach Taylor is probably on the verge of getting fired if the Broncos don't have Joe Burrow. Like right? The Broncos? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Taylor is on the verge of getting fired right now if Joe Burrow is not their number one pick in the draft. Right. He picked a bad he picked a good year to have a bad season. Correct. Twenty nineteen. That and that and that's why um depending on what the Broncos do at coach, it it wouldn't happen. It wouldn't happen intentionally, but this would be a good year to be bad. 2022. Yes. Be a very are, good year to be bad. There are exceptions where you could say a guy doesn't need a great quarterback because he's so brilliant. Uh, Bill Walsh, I don't care who you put in his system. He, that guy would be great. That's how good of an offensive coordinator he was mm-hmm. in terms of an offensive mind, right? Bill Parcells. Went to the Super Bowl three times with three guys who are not getting into the Hall of Fame. Jeff Ostedler, Drew Bledsoe, and Phil Simms. Joe Gibbs won three Super Bowls with three guys not getting into the Hall of Fame. Joe Theismann, Doug Williams, and Mark Whitburn. All right? Very rarely does a guy go to a Super Bowl as head coach without a great quarterback. What if I would, I mean, if, if you want to liken uh, McVay and Shanahan to horses, they should charge stud fees. Yeah, we'll take you in as a coach, and then you're going eventually going to get a head job. But we don't know how good these we don't know how good these horses are going to be, because if they have the quarterback, suddenly they're great. But if Rodgers leaves Green Bay, we're going to find out if the emperor has any clothes up in Green Bay in Matt Lafleur. Right, and. I, and- I think it's fair to look at the Packers and say that if you took Rogers out and put Jordan Love in one for one, even with some good pieces on defense, some good pieces on the offensive line, good ground game, the the only reason why I might say they that they have a season better than the Broncos did with the same equation this past year is because the NFC North, there's a decent chance it's going to be a lousy division this year. They might be able to steal eight or nine wins in that division with Jordan Love at quarterback. But they're, if that happens, they will be one and done in the playoffs. They will be the worst yeah. playoff team. But that being said, if Zach Taylor did that, I'd say, oh, or not Zach Taylor, pardon me, Matt LaFleur got my, got my McVay acolytes confused. If, 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 if uh, Matt LaFleur did that, then I'd say, oh, fine. Well, the guy can coach. But doing it with Aaron Rodgers, most almost any coach would have done well with Aaron Rodgers. If Vic Fangio had had Aaron Rodgers this year, oh, they would have. Right. The Broncos, even in a tough division, right. would have won eleven or twelve games. Yeah, and, and, and here's the thing: I'm not trying to take away from Lafleur or Taylor's offensive acumen. Mm-hmm. They could be geniuses, for all I know. For all I know, they, they could be unbelievable guys. Mm-hmm. But I do know about Zach Taylor. They were 2-14 and 4-11-1. And, 
without a quarterback. So clearly he wasn't that great. Now you can also make the case he didn't have a lot of talent. And then the counter argument is coach him up. For every argument, there's a counter argument. Mm-hmm. You get a gener- you get a generational quarterback in Joe Burrow, he's gonna make anybody look good. So my point about the Broncos coaching search is this. If the Broncos don't have a quarterback, does it really matter if you bring in Zach Taylor? It matter what you're looking for is a is someone who can at least elevate the quarterback a, above their norm, and that's uh, to me that's the genius of Kyle Shanahan specifically, and even Sean McVay. Oh, yeah. uh, no the, the the you know kind of the and then even Mike Shanahan, who you could kind of call the OG of all this, right? Because from Mike Shanahan, there's a direct line to Kyle, to Sean McVay, to Gary Kubiak, and what all of them have in common is. They maximize their quarterbacks. They turn fringe quarterbacks into solid QBs, solid QBs into good QBs, good QBs into great ones while they're coaching them, but then a step back. Like an example is Matt Ryan, a good quarterback, was great with Kyle Shanahan, right? And then what happened when Kyle left? He was still good. Yep. He's still he's still above average, but he wasn't yep. at that level. Jimmy Garoppolo, like the thing that kind of makes me think of, 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 for a team that might trade for him. Whoa, I'm yeah. not sure I want him. Is Jimmy Garoppolo? Right. We've seen his best, and he's yeah. not playing at his best right now. He's clearly right. not as good as he used to be. And yes, like you mentioned, he's battling injuries. But if the Broncos traded for him. I would not expect more than an average quarterback, which is why the Niners might want a first-round pick for Garoppolo. And if they demand that, if I'm the Broncos, I say, no, not doing I'm not it. Giving up, I'm not giving up a second-round pick for him. Yeah. I don't know if I'd give up a fourth. Ooh. I'd give up a fourth. Because, look, I would give up my the, the pick that I got from the Rams, the late third-round pick. I would give that up for Gardner Minshew. Yeah. So that's why I'd say I'd still probably give up like a two for for Garoppolo. But even then, if you put a gun to my head and said, okay, you trade a second round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo or a late third for Gardner Minshew, and you're looking for somebody to get you through the year while whoever you drafted is being developed, whether it's Matt Corral or Kenny Pickett or whoever, I'd take Minshew in that instance, not Garoppolo. Yeah, I would too. All right, Patrick Mahomes going to his fourth consecutive conference championship game. That's pretty impressive considering he's only been a starter for four years, right? Unbelievable. You know, Tom Brady's been in nine consecutive conference championship games dating back to 2012, and the streak ended yesterday. So let's talk about Mahomes. I know we, we are in the Denver market here, but does he have a realistic chance to match Brady and those seven Super Bowl titles? And here's something else to consider. Brady had to face Manning every year, right? Pretty much. And Roethlisberger. Who has it tougher? Brady having to face Manning and Roethlisberger or Mahomes having to face Allen and Burrow? That's next.
Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain uh, Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, Mace, the Pat McAfee show always has their weekly interview with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, this coming from his show today, and I don't have it in context, and we certainly can't play it on the air because he's dropping F-bombs all over the place. Mm-hmm. But he's talking about how excited Broncos fans should be about the possibility of getting Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Now, uh, remember something. I'm seeing a 17-second clip, and it's hard to put it in context. But what he's basically saying is he's talking about Mahomes. And then he's talking about Rodgers and saying something like, and it's hard... Again, it's a 17-second clip. Mm-hmm. Essentially, he's saying something like, yeah, so what, Patrick Mahomes is in our division. Did you see our defense last year? And we have Aaron Blanken Rodgers. He said our? Oh, you are. He said our. That's well, how you're He's referring to the Broncos. Like right. What a, Bron- okay. like oh, what I a thought Broncos that, fan yeah. would say. Yeah. What a Broncos fan would say. Okay. Meaning... He would say, yeah, I know what Patrick Mahomes did yesterday, mm-hmm. but with our defense and we have Aaron F and Rogers, we shouldn't be too concerned. Okay. Hmm. Anyway. Um, so I thought I'd pass that along. Ian Rappaport. Uh, it, I, I think he's the one who's reporting this, that Tom Brady appears to be strongly considering retirement. Yeah. While saints coach Sean Payton may step away as well. So we'll certainly keep an eye on that stuff. With that time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Colorado Off-Road in Littleton. If you need major accessory brands or something off-market for your truck, car, Jeep, or SUV, they've got it. Upfit today at Colorado Off-Road or go to cooffroad.com. I I say this, I've said this many times. And I was questioned on, on Twitter about it. And I got to tell you, it really, really got me going. Because, actually, I probably shouldn't even get into this. But anyway, I think I've told you this in the past. When I did the show with Les, yes. I said the day after Mahomes' first start, he'll be, as good as, he'll be better than Elway. Said yep. that that Monday. I'll never forget. We were sitting at the old studio off of Broadway. I'll never forget saying it. Les looked at me like I had 25 heads. With that, Mahomes is going to his fourth consecutive conference championship game. Um, Tom Brady went to nine consecutive conference championship games, winning seven Super Bowl titles. Is Mahomes, we know what Allen is capable of, but is Mahomes the only one who could probably legitimately catch Brady for all of the goodies, all of the hardware, all of the accolades? Yeah, because because he's piling him up at a young age. Yep. And that's kind of a key thing with Tom Brady. I mean, he was able to get started because his first year as a starter in New England won it all. Second year, nine and seven, they missed the playoffs. But then third year as a starter, won it all. Fourth year as a starter, won it all. Fifth year as a starter, won the division, lost to the Broncos in the divisional round. Sixth year as a starter, 
got to the conference championship game, seventh year as a starter, lost in the Super Bowl. Just when you, the only way you can challenge that, first of all, you're going to have to have extreme longevity, but you've got to get off to a good head start. And that's and the thing that Mahomes has going for him that may allow him to enter the chat is four years as a starter, four appearances in the conference championship game. If they win next Sunday, three Super Bowl appearances in those four years, which again, I mean, Brady did win Super Bowls in three of the first four years, but it's the only th- it's the only set of early accomplishments that would ever be considered to be in the ballpark. Remember, Dan Marino only made the one Super Bowl in his second year, and that was it. He did a lot early, but he didn't do anything near what Mahomes is doing early. So I, I say this all the time because I'm a boxing fan, that your greatness as a boxer, fortunately or unfortunately, will be judged by who your contemporaries were. Yeah. So Muhammad Ali, his contemporaries, Foreman, Liston, Frazier. I don't need to go any further than that, right? Who were Mike Tyson's contemporaries? No one. Yeah. Lennox Lewis, Lennox Lewis at the end of Tyson's career. But by that time, Tyson wasn't the same fighter. I mean, it was like Michael um, Spinks knocked out in what? 93 seconds. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, Spinks crapped himself before he even walked into the ring. You what's the, tell what's the fight face. that we remember most of Mike Tyson? For me personally, yeah. are you talking about Buster Douglas? Yes. Cause I mean, that's the, that's the first one I think of when he lost. Oh no! See the first the first one I think of is was his first title when he beat Trevor Burbick, and Burbick was like three times his size. He was a Hulk of a man, and he looked like he was peeing down his leg when they when they hit the opening bell. Go watch that fight; it's a quick one too. <laughs> they, a lot of them were quick. That's why Buster Douglas' fight was so shocking. It's like this is going into the seventh round. This is going I mean, into the eighth you, round. What's happening here? <laughs> if you don't, I don't know if you remember what Trevor Burbick looks like. But but check yeah. out the size of that man standing next to Tyson, and Burbick is the Hulk compared yeah. to Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson was a wide guy anyway. My point is this: Larry Holmes, he didn't have any contemporaries. That's why he'll never be considered one of the greatest heavyweights of all time. Brady has Manning, and Manning has Brady. Yep. Sprinkle in Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. Mahomes. Now you can make the case. You know, if they all stay, if they both stay healthy, Mahomes has Allen and maybe Burrow, who could be that Roethlisberger type. They're going to push each other. They're going to all make, yeah. e- they're going to all make each other better. They're going to make this and they're going to, those. it's going to carry the teams with them too. But let's throw in a couple of other quarterbacks from that era. Yeah. From that era that were really, really good, but not at a, Roethlisberger level because I'm going to throw in Herbert and Jackson. Uh Jackson's already been an MVP and we see what Herbert can do on the field. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so with that, when we go back to when Manning and Brady in theory were in their primes, who was a a notch below? Eli Manning. No, no, that was a different conference. Oh, you're talking, I'm talking about, I thought you're talking about the, the league as a whole. No, I'm, no, I'm talking I about mean, but, same. Con- but, Eli, oh, no. but Eli did succeed at taking Mace. something from Brady. 
Mace, if you notice what I have in common is all these guys are in the same conference. Well, I didn't. You didn't mention yeah. that. I thought we were yeah. talking about the league no. and talking no, no. about and, and talking about somebody pu- and, and no. someone pushing. Well, Manning, it, Manning, Manning and Brady, Roethlisberger, Philip Rivers. Right, and that's the only guy I can think of. It's the only guy I can think of. So, if you're Brady and you're on top of the pack, okay. We, now I understand. We don't know what the future holds for Allen, for Jackson, for Allen Jackson. We don't know what it holds for Allen Jackson, the country singer. We don't know what it holds uh, for Burrow either, right? Right. If you're Brady, and we know what Manning is, and we know what Roethlisberger is, if you're Brady, would you rather face Allen, Burrow, Herbert, and Jackson, or Manning and Roethlisberger Rivers? Now, I understand we already know what we know about the second group of guys, but I'm looking 10 years out potential. Yeah, because I I, honestly, like Justin Herbert, okay, mm -hmm. let's look back at that week 18 game against the Raiders, that absolute classic of a game. Justin Herbert made the plays to win that game. Yep. Right? Just because the Chargers lost didn't mean Justin Herbert wasn't great in that. Right. He was. Right. And I was ha- I was having a conversation with a friend la- uh, last night, actually, uh, during, during the Chiefs-Bills game, and we talked a lot about Herbert. And the conclusion we came to was this. When the, for whatever reason, the Chargers seem to always find a way to screw things up even when they have a great quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. When they finally get things right around Herbert, they're going to be right there with sure. Herbert, with the with the Bills. And I so that's why I would say Herbert, like if he's kind of that third quarterback like like Roethlisberger or um Rivers, I think he's going to be better than than Roethlisberger or Rivers. Mace. And we've already seen and we've already seen Justin Herbert in the regular season, yes, has taken the Chargers into Kansas City and won. When those two teams play, they are equal to each other. They are punch for punch, haymaker for haymaker against each other. It's just a matter of whether the Chargers kind of figure out the consistency. But when they do, they're going to be right there. I think we're going to. I think this is going to be the best kind of competition within conference at quarterback. And by the way, you're, you're you're waxing poetic and rightfully so about Herbert. Yeah. You didn't even mention Burrow. And oh, by the way, right. you didn't mention the guy who won an MVP award, in, arguably the greatest single season right. by any player in NFL history. Correct. And that and I and think you know yeah. you know else we didn't mention? Oh, that kid Trevor Lawrence down in Jackson. Yeah. And it's, we, don't even, we, don't even, but, we don't even know what he can do yet. We don't know what he can do, but I mean you can he's that guy where you look at him I actually went back a couple of days ago and was watching the Jaguars Colts game when the Colt when the Jaguars dominated the Colts. He was really good, like the th- like with the stuff he was doing when he was under the rush. How composed he was! That he was like there were some there were so there were a bunch of wow plays in that game, and I can even look back at Week Two against the Broncos. Uh, that he had some great throws in that game. When he yep. when the Jaguars figure things out coaching wise and organizationally and develop him, they're going to be in the conversation. And then and, and what if Deshaun Watson gets things cleared off 
and he stays in the AFC. Because right. we or, know he can already go punch for punch with Mahomes because we've seen that already. And Rodgers comes to the AFC. When I'm looking yeah. at, well, now we need to hit a break, Danny. When I'm looking at the NFC, I am seeing a conference that outside of Kyler Murray has very little quarterback talent under the age of 30. Yeah. It's like, I mean, and if Brady winds up retiring, Breeze obviously has been gone for a year. Matt Ryan, I think, is on his last legs. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers might be gone, period. Dak Prescott, well, please, he's not even the same sentence as the guys that we're mentioning. And Kyler Murray was exposed in that playoff game. You're right. Like, th- think, think, think about this for a second. For what we saw this past weekend, mm-hmm. Kyler Murray looked like a high school quarterback playing in his first ever game. You know what I? You, you know what I look at the NFC. I and I think of. We've talked a lot about Russell Wilson, and maybe the Seahawks should trade him. Yeah. They would be absolute fools to do so. No. Yeah. Because if Rodgers is traded or retires, and Brady retires. Is there a better quarterback in the NFC than Russell Wilson? Maybe Matthew Stafford with Sean McVay as good, but none better. They yeah, would be you know, they would be fools. Yeah. You know, to I not found- say let's build around him for the next several years because it's in for, it's all there for them to fig to take if they can figure it out. Well, they got to beat the Rams first of all, and if, and for as much as you say, is there a team better that can compete with Russell Wilson? I'll argue, is there a team worse at drafting players to put around Russell Wilson? Right. What and- do we have coming up? What do we have coming up on just in case you missed it? The topic of the day that started off last night after a phenomenal weekend of football, the NFL overtime rules are on the hot seat. There's been a lot of debate throughout the day today. We'll get your thoughts on whether or not it's time to maybe revisit and change those rules. That's coming up next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us milehighsports.com. Reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products. Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. By the way, Tom Brady on his Let's Go podcast about his wife, family, and football saying, quote, it pains her to see me get hit out there. She deserves what she needs from me as a husband, mm-hmm. and my kids deserve what they need from me as a dad. I think we've seen the last of Tom Brady. I know it seems like I'm jumping to conclusions, but those words for a guy who has nothing else to prove, mm-hmm. has won every accolade out there, has won more games than pretty much anybody, still had a great final game. I think it's time for him now. I, I think he's going to walk away. I, if he comes back, I hate to say this, it's a selfish move. Yeah, and you know really what? Is. Yeah, and, and, and the other thing is he wanted to play um, – he, wa- he wanted to play long enough to where his kids could have memories of him as a quarterback, and he's done that. Yeah. So 
ha- having accomplished that kind of you know like, like Peyton Manning kind of he, he his kids kind of they were you know, four years old they have some vague memories but Tom Brady's kids are really going to have memories of him playing Von Miller's talked about how he wants his son to remember him playing it's going to be one reason why he wants to keep going for the next few years so I I could see with that goal being accomplished for Tom Brady he did go to another team and win without Belichick there are no more mountains left to conquer. Right. Except for being a better family man. Time now right. for the buzz. The final word. Presented by Sasquatch Casino and Blackhawk. Just in case you missed it. Just in case you missed it, after a phenomenal weekend of playoff football, the NFL and its rules are unfortunately more at the forefront of the conversation than the teams advancing to conference championships. Uh, shout out to the Rams, the Bengals, the 49ers, etc. for advancing. Uh, football fans, players, media members took to Twitter in force to express their opinions on the NFL overtime rules and that a change is needed. Although I agree that uh, I think you said it earlier in the show, Eric. This game never should have gone to overtime between the Bills and the Chiefs. But should both teams get an offensive possession in overtime in the NFL, at least in the playoffs? Yes, and I know the argument people make. Oh, well, if they want to win, Buffalo should have stopped them in overtime. Look, Buffalo's defense struggled on Sunday. 36 points in regulation. The Chiefs defense defense. struggled in regulation, gave up 36 points. So... The Chiefs' defense, why do they get to be bailed out on a coin flip? And that's what happened. Kansas City's defense was getting gashed, and a coin flip bailed them out to where they didn't have any impact on the game. It's such a simple change to give each team one possession. Did you see a, You know who Dean Blandino is, right, Eric? Former. I do. Okay. He, on Twitter, I thought made an argument that was ridiculous, saying that one of the reasons they stick with that element of, of potential sudden death is, well, it keeps people from leaving their seats. And I thought, you think anyone was going to leave their seat if Buffalo had a possession after Kansas City's? No! That's just idiotic. Listen, people wanted to see the game go longer. Right. If they could have gotten 12 quarters, they would have <laughs> taken it because it was such an exciting game. Right? With that, here's the irony of ironies. In 2019, mm-hmm. it is the... Chiefs organization that proposed changing the overtime rules. The Chiefs proposed changing it, and the Chiefs were shot down. With that, this shouldn't even be a discussion. You know why? It's kind of like a hurricane. You see it on Doppler radar. You see it on the horizon line coming in, and you don't board up the houses. We've been saying this stuff for years. Suddenly, this is a national conversation. We knew eventually the hurricane was going to come. We knew eventually this was going to happen in a playoff game. Eventually, this is going to happen in the Super Bowl. It did happen we in the Super Bowl. That's What's how the that? Patriots, the Patriots, when they came back against the Falcons, Atlanta never touched the ball in overtime. Okay, that's right. Uh, my, yeah. my bad. My my. So so why are we talking about this now? Because well, so if, yeah, so, it, so wait, it, it always it comes up. Bowl, yeah, if it happened in the Super Bowl. Why is this a conversation now? I think one reason why it can't, it all, it's just going to keep coming up until it's changed. But one reason is, as great as the Super Bowl was, there was generally the sense yesterday that we saw maybe one of the three or four greatest games ever played. Don't let your and emotions had, get involved. And it had an unsatisfactory ending. 
It's a logical thing to let both teams touch the ball. Yes. Don't let your emotions get involved. That it's one of the greatest games I ever saw. And selfishly, I wanted to throw another bag of popcorn into the microwave and chew that down while I get like maybe two more quarters of football. Real it quick. Shouldn't be an emo- it shouldn't be an emotional decision. Yep. Real quick. It's a, an obvious decision. A stat that Alex shared with me from the Action Network. NFL teams are 10-1 and one in the playoffs when they win the coin toss leading into OT. Seven of those wins on the first drive. Since they made the rule change, Since right? that rule change. Yeah, yep. and of course the Broncos beat the Steelers thanks to that back in, back 10 years Correct. ago this month. But that doesn't but that doesn't mean it, it's a good rule. It just to me it's so it's just such an easy change to make. Yeah, each team gets one possession, then then you go sudden death. At the risk of sounding like a complete jerk and you know, I love the Buffalo community. Yeah. And I have friends still up there. Mm-hmm. The football gods said to Sean McDermott, "Dude, you didn't squib kick." <laughs> We're 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 going to make sure that you lose the coin flip. The question is, what are the football gods going to say to uh, Patrick Mahomes's fiance or wife? Are they married now? Well, she, she's a loud mouth. Literally spraying champagne yeah, on people below on her yeah. from the suite after the Chiefs won, after winning a playoff game. I wonder if the football gods are going to ha- are going to exact their vengeance on that in the form of Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and company. That'd be fun. Patrick Mahomes has a crazy brother. We have a crazy CSU girl. coaches show at 6, so can we... We gotta uh, go! Gotta go! We gotta go! Make the best possible night you can. <laughs>